It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall, and it's it's fun uh, when you know news is a little bit late. Perhaps I get kind of impatient, and so here I am with my friend down in Texas. It's Russell the Love Muscle. Hello, Richard. Live, live from his kid's basement, from the the kid's bedroom, from the top bunk. I mean, she would have still been in primary, but they changed the age, so it's technically a young woman's room. Oh, get out! She's that old. Yeah, that's incredible. You know, if they grow up so fast, Richard. Yeah, well, sure, sure, sure. Seven years till she's out, baby. I know that's it. Yep, count it down. But they may never leave. No. No, two of the five will never leave and they'll cycle through. Okay. That's, that makes statistical sense. I can, yeah. I can live with that. Yeah. 40%. Right. And you know, yeah. the youngest is never leaving. Right. So he'll always be one of the, of the two, the that's other, the other one favorite. will cycle through. No, I get it. It's fine. It's fine. People know. He's cute. Hope he stays cute. Yeah. Yeah. No, he'll be a hellion when he's a teenager. The youngest will we won't care at that point though. After no. having burned through four others, we'll just be like, "Are you breathing? Cool. Yep. Did you go to jail? Fine. Right. Right. It's like my mom would say, uh, "Don't, don't get brought home by the police, and don't get anyone pregnant. And other than that, I don't care." Yeah, I don't remember much uh, in the way of restrictions that were placed on me as a a young man. Wow, but different being the youngest, different scenario in your household. What do you mean? Well, I was the youngest of three. Well, but after the tragedy, like she just oh, well, was lucky that you were around. Oh, well, yeah. But I there mean, there was a gratitude. People well, don't I mean, know, but uh, a horrible tragedy in, in the, I don't Now I feel callous that I introduced it this way. Russ's dad <laughs> died by a train in the early 80s. Yes. Yeah. And not and the laughing early... matter. I'm sorry. No. Tell, tell Bonnie, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make that joke. No, it's it's fine. It, it's the problem is is that I have made myself made many jokes about it, so you feel comfortable doing it. Yeah, and then other people will hear it and be like, "Man, what a, what a terrible that's that not doesn't pretty at all." That's a that's a interpersonal joke, not mm-hmm. one that translates well to the podcast. I yeah, don't yeah. Sorry to everyone who has had a parent that has passed. You know, the thing is, and by train, yeah, by train, or <laughs> just in general. Like I think about. Uh, you know, I think about the uh, the passing of my father, the, you know, inevitable passing of my father or my mother, and it's crippling. Absolutely crippling, even with the knowledge of like, hey, I'll get to see you again. For some reason, it doesn't bring the peace that I feel like it should. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> well, on that note, yeah. it's hot. It's hot in Texas. There's yeah. Like what's heat, the deal? Heat waves and, you know heat warnings and humidity and and it's because of the index right but but you guys have still been like over a hundred or something is what i've been reading yeah the feels like temperature has been pretty high it has been over 100 degrees though which does not help when there's Mm -hmm. a little bit of moisture in the air we don't pray for moisture here no because it's already in the air but but pay for rain when do you get the uh because i i feel like if we get if we pray for something that isn't the uh the heat of the summer, then it's the, uh, then it's the tornadoes and the, um, you know, tropical storms of the fall. Yeah, I mean, we'll be fine. Okay. I mean, I mean, the it, it's weird. Like, I feel like Texas doesn't have weather that's normal. Mm-hmm. And Ever. by nor, I mean, but by normal, I mean like it's unpredictable. Like, I cannot sit here and say like, well, it's going to be this in October because who knows. I feel like when people move here, I'm always like, they're like, how bad is the summer? And I look at them and say, I don't know. I've been here for summers where there was 122 days straight where it was over 100 degrees and I wanted to die. Mm -hmm. And I've had summers here where it never got over 100. Hmm. So whatever. Roll the dice. Good luck. And that's in like, you know, that's in 15 years of time. Usually it's hot. It's always hot. Even the year that didn't go over 100. I mean, 98 isn't cool. No. but But it wasn't over 100. So it just depends. Okay. It'll rain sometime and it won't sometimes. And we may or may not get tropical somethings. But yeah. Uh, what do you do? Well, well, before we get into the news, and by the way, in the third block, uh, our our friend Kurt Frankum from over at the Leading Saints, he's going to come in and we're talking uh, all about 
the uh, new, uh, I wanted to call it the missionary guide. That's not what it is. It's the uh, preach my gospel, the changes that are in preach my gospel. He and I spend a, a good, you know, 25, 30 minutes talking about some of those changes and other tangents as was, what happens. Was he a preach my gospel missionary? Uh, he, I think as he was leaving, it was coming on. Okay. So maybe like at the very tail end could have been. Okay. Uh, I got uh, this review for the Cultural Hall. You can review this show in uh, Apple Podcasts or in uh, Spotify. Allows you to leave some sort of review. Uh, this was a five-star. Uh, the review says, I love when I see a new episode has been released. I love that Richie and crew are informed and present great content in an honest, thoughtful understanding and compassionate way and that's jo dr jb jdb 87 so thank you doctor a medical doctor maybe i'm betting uh, just an educated doctor i mean yeah. medical doctors are also educated well but i'm saying uh not like a doctor i'm saying like a doctorate a doctor <laughs> like like dr well, biden not like you know hawkeye pierce that's what and wouldn't it have been dbhd phd <laughs> too many letters too many letters uh, so thank you for the reading. Take, take a second and review the show if you haven't for crying out loud. That's it. That's all I've got. Should we take a break and come back and do actual articles of news? I've got nothing. It's hot here, but hot here is above 85, and I just hate it. I mean, I, everything I've heard about is it's been cooler than usual in Utah. But Yeah, well, until about two weeks ago, and then it just... Tick, 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 tick. Now I don't even want to yeah. go outside. Do you go to the water park? That's what I do. No, what? I I don't have kids... So and that would going be going to the water park is a little different. Why yeah, is would... that guy here with no kids? Okay. Why does that guy have no friends and is at the water park? What is that guy doing here by himself? That's my I wish he part. wouldn't wear a speedo. Yeah. Well, let's take a break. We'll come back and do actual articles of news. Best DJ in Utah.com. It's been a while since we've had a new one of these, and I apologize for that. It's because I've been so busy. DJing events all over the country, uh, but especially here in Utah. Been able to do some great, uh, you know, weddings. I've done a, a prom or two for different listeners of the Cultural Hall. I love it when you uh, reach out to me at bestdjinutah.com, or uh, you can find the phone number online as well. I would love it if you say, hey, I heard about you on the Cultural Hall, because maybe, just maybe, I give a Cultural Hall discount uh, all sorts of events. It doesn't have to be a, a wedding. It could be a community event. Maybe it's a ward or youth activity. I'm doing one of those this summer. In fact, just lock the deal down on that. Uh, whatever it may be, if you need music to accompany your event or you just need a great MC, I would love to be able to help you out. You're simply going to need to go to bestdjinutah.com. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Here in the second block of Articles of News, we do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And away we go. Uh, tons of news. We haven't done news for a while, but I think there are some pretty interesting things that are going on. The church, that is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, is having an exhibition that showcases 45 of Minerva Teichert's paintings, and it's now open at the Church History Museum of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in downtown Salt Lake. The exhibit is called, With This Covenant in My Heart, The Art and Faith of Minerva Teichert. Now, here's what's sort of interesting about this. Um, some of the paintings that are exhibited in said exhibition are the ones that were in the Cokeville LDS Chapel that the church said, yoink! and took them away from the chapel, and that there's a lawsuit over from the Teichert family to the church saying, oh, no, 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 those paintings were to stay in the Cokeville Chapel or become back property of the Teichert family. They were never, you know, a donation to the church as a body. 
And the church said, no, nah, they were in our building. A couple of years ago, they decided that they would mandate the like 20 pieces of art that could be hung in an LDS church building. And they said, yoink. And now they're being exhibited as part of this exhibition at the uh, church history museum. So kind of, that's kind of gutsy to uh, have works of art with uh-huh. disputed ownership that there is currently legal wranglings over and then be like, yeah, we're going to do an exhibition too. Well, the thing, so here's the thing that, that I'm wondering, and, and because I'm always looking for why would this be, why do they do blah, 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 uh, is one, either it was planned in advance and they just sort of executed on something and, and people didn't think about it, right? Like someone higher ups two years ago said, we're doing a Minerva Tiger exhibition and make it so. Or and somebody was like, hey, there's some in Colville. Yeah. Uh, Cokesville. Come on. Cokesville. Uh, Colville's in Utah. Cokesville is in Wyoming. Um, but then the other thing that I, that and this is where my mind goes, is if the church exhibits it as property on their property, does it more cement their case that this is their property? Like if there's some sort of like legal sort of loophole or, you know, snag that would they because they can say listen we did this and had this exhibit here and this shows that it's our property and but 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 is there something that it validates or verifies more so that it's church's property that you know helps their costs in the you have the, the you have the wrong wild for that question i know should be i'm your wife i'm gonna go out and say uh i'd imagine whenever they donated it there was documentation about the terms of the donation and that would govern it all. Sure. Except, but I think that that's what the lawsuit over is over because I think that it said it's the property of the Tykert family or of the ward there in Cokeville. So who knows? Uh, It is open though. If people want to go check it out, uh, the museum and museum store are open Monday, Friday, Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., and Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Admission is free, so it's not like the church is trying to make money in particular off of Minerva Tykert's work, but I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. Go now. Uh, Your next chance to see them might require a trip to Wyoming. Yeah, yeah. If it if that lawsuit... I'm, I'm fascinated to see where that ends up going. Um, I think that this was sort of an interesting story as well. Uh, there is... Let me get to the start of this whole thing. Uh, A new set of lyrics for As Sisters in Zion. Now, we're probably not as familiar with this because we don't sing, you and I, typically too much, the As Sisters in Zion. But there are uh, three, I think, new verses to As Sisters in Zion. And the thing is, uh, when when it's telling a friend of mine, in fact, uh, my friend Sheree Call, uh, LDS musician, she said... uh, uh, is it written by um, Janice Cap Perry, like the original uh, lyrics were? And I said, I don't know. And then she looked into it and said, yeah, well, yes, it absolutely is. And now for your listening pleasure, Russ Wilde and everyone else, three verses, the new verses of As Sisters in Zion, as sung by Cherie Call. The sisters... Zion are called to God's labor. We willingly serve Him with spirit and might. We go to the nations with truth everlasting. We teach of the Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank guide us we trust in his words and our purpose is clear the angels of heaven are walking beside us we'll share our glad message with all who will hear we go forth enlisted with Helaman's army in numbers far greater than ever before. 
So I thought that was kind of significant. It's fun that uh, that we were able to get her to do that. And I always panic, and I'm going to pre-apologize in case I get it wrong. I swear it's Cherie, but you know how there's sometimes when you look at the C-H-E-R-I-E and you go, is it Sherry? Cherie? Ah. I always get confused because there was a girl in my high school named Sherry Call. And mm-hmm. so I always think that it's her, but yeah. I don't, it's not. Yeah. Cherie. Obviously, it's not. Yeah. So, uh, cool though. It, it It's fun to see that the lyrics are geared more towards, um, like women serving missions and, um, being able to have, uh, you know, God's spirit to be able to dictate their life and, you know, kind of going hand in hand with Helaman's army. And I just, I just think it's cool. I just think it's cool. And I think it'll be, for... Oh, go ahead. I, I think it'll be interesting to see if we see more of this at going into the new hymn book. Yeah, absolutely. New, absolutely. Like, are we going to see things rewritten and what are they going to be? It's going to be like Taylor Swift drama only <laughs> in our chapels. Exactly like Taylor Swift drama. And then the what are the new the, changes? Yeah, the Tabernacle Choir in years to come will do an eras tour where they sing the different uh, sets from the various hymn books. Exactly. All with costume changes. Oh, wait. I can't wait. The, the, They're all going to look remarkably similar, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just different colors. Just different bold shades of pastel. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Now, you brought an interesting story to uh, the attention of the cultural hall the other day, and I, I was hoping that you would share it here. Yeah, I, I, I spend my time looking at international news for fun. And uh, the uh, the Sydney Morning Herald had a story that the headline is, Mormons walk away from major multinational tax evasion scheme. And a headline like, a headline like that makes me go, we did what? Yeah. And uh, if I, it's an interesting story that talks about, um, apparently, the church had set up a, tra- a tax structure, a, a charity in Australia in 2012 that allowed members there to donate to that. Now, the way it makes it seem, the story makes it seem, is that rather than like their tithing going to the normal way you would donate tithing, it went through this charity, which then allowed members of the church to claim their donations as a tax deduction. Now, Because uh, in Australia, unlike any other English-speaking country, as I understand it, uh, the donations that you make to a church are not tax deductible. Right. They are for gifts only. Mm-hmm. And uh, essentially, this allowed members of the church, and I don't know how it was structured. And, and if somebody who's listening has been to Australia, lived in Australia, is in Australia, served a mission in Australia, and knows how this works, I'd be fascinated to know if you still just filled out your slip the same way. And it just went that way, or if they they told you to fill it out different, I, I'm kind of fascinated about. Yeah, or not. like you paid to the particular organization through some other yeah. portal, and then like, you essentially yeah. represented your donations as tithing back to the church with the bishop. Sure. Well, the uh, the Sydney Morning Herald did a story in 2022 that uh, talked about this for the first time, and the year previously in 2021. There were $90 million in donations to this charity, making it one of the largest charities in Australia. And uh, they figured that uh, the church members, through their donations, were able to claim tax deductions of almost a half a billion dollars by doing it this way. But since their story in 2022, the donations to this charity have dropped to near $30 million. So I don't know if there's a method to why there some people would still be donating there or how it's working but it's fascinating that so much money went there and they had this scheme which is i mean i imagine some people would say that's just smart business yeah it's a loophole that they found to be able to do it and what do you, you want them to have to pay taxes too on the on the charitable donation right and so i i mean i just think it's i think it's i think it's an interesting um I feel like the business of the church and the church, the uh, religious, religiosity of the church are, are, are a fascinating dichotomy sometimes, but uh, they, uh, the donations to that organization have dropped off. They also talk about 
how you know some of their stories have shown that the church overestimates the charitable don or charitable work they do with their donations but that's they didn't really get into that as much as the uh, tax implications and the the period that they had this special uh, t- charity set up to uh, to accept donations. They called it the Sydney-based LDS Charities Australia. Had no paid staff, just yeah. volunteers. Yeah. And I think that part of the rule, too, was that that money had to be particularly spent yeah. in Australia and likely wasn't being spent in Australia. But... And I would think to me, me that, you know, a member of the church, then I think, oh, that would be a great deal if, you know, it made it so essentially 100% of my tithing donations were tax deductible. And if it also meant that that money stayed in our country or in your community, sure. I think a lot of people would be uh, into a, a, a system like that where you knew that, hey, yeah, I, my tithing, my tithing money is going to stay in my country. Especially yep. as the church grows throughout the world, I think sure. lots of countries would be eager for similar things. And but uh, it's funny, funny accounting in the, the uh, well, business the, side of the church. I mean, the thing for me, the I think the irritable thing for me is if the church said, "Hey, there's nothing wrong with this. What we were doing was perfectly legal." I have an issue that they then stop doing it. You know what I'm saying? There's a right. lot of things like that for me where it's like, listen, if it's not illegal and you feel fine about it, then you should continue to be doing it. But if it's a thing that is sketchy, is a little under the table, is maybe not as, you know, honest as it could and should be, and now you're going to stop doing it because people have brought attention to it, that to me feels not what the gospel teaches me about being honest in my business, in my dealings with my fellow man. And I feel like the answer to that is how was it done? Mm-hmm. Was it, was it done by like, Hey, instead of paying tithing to the ward, uh, fill out your checks this way. And this is what it will make possible for you. If it was presented like, Hey, if you want to claim your tithing as a tax donation, you have to donate this way. Mm-hmm. If it was ex- explained that way and people were like, but church donations aren't taxed. Okay, cool. And like, I think that how it was explained and how it was handled, I think is sure. would be interesting. Sure. I mean, if it was $90 million a year worth of rogue members saying like, oh, I'm going to just, I myself, I'm going to apply my, what would have been my tithing donation to this charity and do it that way. And even though that's not the, you know, donating your money to a separate charity isn't, and then calling it tithing isn't wouldn't necessarily be approved by the church, but if you if you just did that on your own, which I can't imagine, ninety million dollars worth of donations were done on their own. But, sure, but I could see a scenario where I can see scenarios where members of the church in any part of the world would say, like, I know better what to do with my money than the Lord does. I'm going to make charitable donations with that ten percent on my own, and I'm going to claim to be a full tithe payer. I can see that there. Are, I imagine there are people that do that. And the other but, side of this, and I don't, and I don't know that I want to dwell much more on this, but the I think the other hard thing about this is, what if it is exactly what I'm saying that it is? The church is like, hey, we're going to be a little uh, shifty, a little shady in this thing. Do this, and then when they were busted, they said, okay, don't do this anymore. What then? Like, then, let's say it of all the ill intent is accurate. Then what is that? Is that, you know, then it, does it question true I mean, claims of the church? Is it bad actors in, you know, positions of power and those people need to have their membership, you know, called to question? Like, it's interesting to think, OK, well, you know, maybe like you say, it's just uh, some rogue members. Maybe it was some instruction and people thought that it was fine. And, and you no, know, it turns out that it wasn't. And then they changed their behavior. Sure. All of those is possible, but what also if it was? I mean, I don't, I can't see the scenario where this charity with volunteers was set up like because they thought it was, I, I, they set it up absolutely to like make it so donations would be tax deductible. Sure. Like, I don't think they thought it was wrong. And I think they would perhaps argue still that it isn't wrong. But now that attention's been brought to it, they're like, well, this isn't a good look. And so, 
there is the, the story does say that um they weren't able to necessarily confirm that any sort of uh investigation was happening by the taxing yeah, but authorities only because they're not able to say that because it's an yeah. it's an instance of tax investigation right and so <laughs> if there is if there were something that was going and something were to come out i think that would be interesting too but i don't when it was obviously set up it was approved and set up they set the charity up in a legal way it wasn't sure i mean it's a it's a letter of the law principle of the law spirit of the law kind of thing and i find those that's the intersection of church and business that i find interesting that how great can you be how gray can you be you know you talk about uh, how you like to peruse the international news and i i thought this was interesting this from the daily mail the uh, most credible <laughs> international news source but i what i do appreciate about it is that the daily mail recognizes that when you put the word mormon in a headline it's going to get a lot of clicks by a certain populace of people this article says this is abuse mormon mom of six is slammed for threatening to throw all of her kids belongings in the trash including their homework if they failed to buy them back from her with cash or by doing chores. It's a, uh, her name is Ruby Frank or Franca. Uh, she's facing. Does that excuse work? My mom threw my homework away because I wouldn't buy it back. Well, no, here, th this woman, <laughs> two, 2.2 2 million subscribers on YouTube. Uh, this happened. Uh, she stopped just this last January. So six months ago at the recording of this, um, she gathered all of her kids' possessions and said, listen, if you want these things back, you're going to have to earn them back because I told you to clean them up. I don't know if your mom ever did something similar to this. You know, I'm going to throw everything out. It's mine have, unless you earn it back. I've heard of these stories I, all the time. I, I threatened to throw my kids' stuff away on the daily. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I never thought to try to sell it to them. But go yeah, on. sell it back to him. You have to earn this thing back. There's a website called Cancel Utah Vloggers, which I'm already a fan of. Uh, it's also a TikTok account as well, where they find folks like this and go, I can't believe, I can't believe that they would do that. I mean, to me, it just seems like, listen, I don't leave your crap out. And this woman was sick of it. And someone said, I lived in a house like this and it's abuse and it's a power trip focusing on the wrong things and then you see pictures of course of the whole frank or frankie or franca family and uh and and what they've done and uh yeah i don't it, abuse it, it's abuse it, says the daily but, mail but did the kids get their homework back well i mean we don't know because she stopped uh doing it she said, I'm done. Ruby later defended her actions to uh, Insider, which I'm assuming is some sort of uh, uh, press entity, explaining that Chad had been sharing a room with Russell. Those are their kids. Then 10 and the therapists and psychological professionals recommended they be separated after a series of incidents between them. She said she told Chad he could sleep on a pullout guest bed, an inflatable air mattress or the bean bag since they're not going to get along. She's abusive and it's a power trip. Just don't. The kids should just not be a, a jerk. I mean, <laughs> put your stuff. Yeah, in. yeah. If, if only it was that simple. If the kids just put their stuff away. I mean, it is My, that simple. I mean, the thing that I say over and over is like uh, the the get the fights playing the Nintendo, mm -hmm. and I say video games are supposed to be fun. If it's not fun, you we're not going to be playing it. And if you can't figure out how to have fun together, we're not going to do it. But now I know that I should just say. I'm taking that and you're going to have to earn it back. Yeah. Wait, that's wait, that's abuse. Rats. No. Rats. Rats abuse. So uh, uh I gotta ask the Daily Mail what I can do to get my kids to listen. <laughs> you take take parenting advice from the Daily Mail. Uh there's an interesting article just worth mentioning. Uh this from the Madison Record. I'm assuming that that's Madison, Wisconsin. Would you call this an honorable mention? Uh yes. <laughs> it's uh it's um talking about how most people are familiar with missionaries for the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints being young people but this is one of those small town feature reports where it's like but did you know it can also be older people that's it that's the that's the thrust of that 
hot news story. Listen, is is there a delightful picture of the senior couple that lives yes, in a trailer in that course, community? Of course there is. Nice. Uh, other Helping things out in the branch. Other things worth mentioning. Uh, Cloudflare. That's uh, got to be some sort of uh, tech company, I'm sure. The Cloudflare CEO says exclusionary culture hurts Utah's tech status, but admits Mormon missionaries grow up to be great salespeople. You're selling the toughest thing in the world, says Cloudflare CEO Matthew Prince. So hard for people to uh, feel accepted when they come here to uh, to be a part of the tech, the Silicon Slopes, as they call it, because we're so exclusionary. But we make great sales salespeople because we sell religion. We're tough. We learn it young. Because the gospel is the hardest thing in the world to sell. I mean, I mean, I mean, think so. So I don't I never I mean, I did a lot of tracking. I never thought of it as selling anything. Right. I didn't even very rarely think of it as convincing. Right. But well, I mean, I often approached it with the idea that uh, I would never buy a car from someone who knocked on my door. Sure. Offering to sell me a car. And I definitely wouldn't change religions if somebody knocked on my door. At least yeah, that. Yeah. So I guess that's that's the reason why I think it is, in fact, the hardest thing. Hi, right. I'm here on your doorstep. You don't know anything about me right now. I have oh, some who, beliefs that most of your friends will say that those are a little silly, or perhaps they'll label you as being a part of a cult or you know something like this. Would and you, all the things so, you do for you fun, like you're going listen? to have to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to listen to this message and then subsequently change your life? I guess that is the the hardest sales thing. I think I always thought of it like this is the thing that is so important that I just have to tell you. Right. Not even the, like how you have to accept it or hey, believe this or any of that kind of stuff. It's just like I need to tell you this thing, do with it as you will, I think is how I approached so much of the time when I served. It's there's a great new flavor of ice cream. Have you tried it? Yeah. Yeah, have you thought about this? Do you, do you want to tell the CEO of Cloudflare that it's the Holy Ghost who's the good salesman? Ooh, ooh, I like that. He's the greatest salesman ever. There is. You bring this up, and and since we're sort of at time, I like to keep our episodes at about an hour. And I know I visit with Kurt for about a half an hour as we talk about the preach my gospel. We didn't get through very much news, but there is a new kind of uh, Briar's ice cream. That is definitely worth uh, checking out. So give me a second. I'm going to get you. Oh, maybe it's dryers. I always get confused. I can see that. It it seems like there shouldn't be. uh, Yes, here it is. This. So we've and I'm going to ask you what yours is here in a second. Something that is life changing to you. Okay. Something. It doesn't have to be a gospel related thing, but I like asking people their life changer. Um. This is something that that has absolutely changed my life in the last couple of months. Dryers probably get it most anywhere in the United States, but I don't know that. Uh, it's from their Rocky Road collection. They have an ice cream called Cookie Cobblestone. And what is in Cookie Cobblestone, you ask? Go well, on. It is a chocolate-based ice cream. It's point number one. Uh, it's their twist, a twist on, uh, s'mores, but what they do is it's chocolate ice cream with marshmallow swirls, cookie dough, and what kind of cookie dough, just chocolate chip cookie, yeah, dough, chocolate chip cookie dough and, uh, Oreo cookies. I, they have a similar cookie here that doesn't have marshmallows that they call uh, Texas cookie two-step, I think. Well, and so what, it's Oreo cookies and the chocolate chip cookie dough? Yeah, but no marshmallows. The marsh, uh, I don't know if it's Bluebell that did it or if it's the HEB store brand. Hmm. The thing that I've noticed with both uh, Bluebell and the HEB is they've, they've, I feel like there's been a diversity of cookie doughs mm-hmm. lately. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Bluebell just came out with a cookie monster cookie, cookie monster ice cream yeah, that has blue. peanut butter chocolate chip cookie dough okay. in it. And I've had cookie dough, sugar cookie dough in cookies. Schnickerdoodle? Yeah, no, that's the Christmas. That's the cookie, the Christmas cookie and cream okay. ice cream. Okay. But 
That's all. I, I mean, it's interesting though the, the the different flavors of cookie dough. That's why I asked about the cookie yeah, dough. Yeah, we've digressed. Like, What's your life changer? What's your thing? I mean, that changed your life recently? Doesn't have to be the, an ice cream. Well, no, I'm going to keep it in the ice cream family just because it, the, it was something that was like when I knew it was coming, the buildup was so great, and then I felt like the first serving of it delivered on my expectations. But then, it, like as I ate more of it, it uh, it's all right. But it was Dr Pepper float ice cream. Hmm. So like Dr. Pepper ice cream swirled with vanilla and they kind of create an ice cream float flavor. Okay. Which was delightful. But the more I ate it, the more I was like, let's just rather drink my Dr. Pepper. Well, or just make your own float with some great vanilla right. ice cream and a Dr. Pepper. And I did, in fact, make a Dr. Pepper float float. And it, I, I didn't feel like it was added anything to it other than just having a regular Dr. Pepper float. I was but hoping was that you were going to say and it sank. No, it didn't. It floated. <laughs> so, oh, that'll do. That was good. I'll take that. <laughs> Hi, friends. Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. Our lifetime service guarantee has become the most trusted warranty in the industry. You can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop computer, and they start at only $29 a month. Check us out at PCLaptops.com. Here in the third block of the cultural hall, I'm joined uh, with um, by my friend, my um, uh, a colleague. Some would say uh, your contemporary, uh, contemporary. Um, yeah. Technically, I came up before you, so we're of different generations. If I'm a fifth year, you're a third year. Uh, it's Kurt Frankham from Leading. Oh. How are you, sir? I, I'm doing great, Richie. Just no, grateful like, for the invitation. You don't like that? You don't like that? Like what? The, uh, the if I'm a fifth year, you're a third year, because we didn't start at the same time. What are you even talking about? I mean, as far as you and I, like we both do uh, content creation. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like to say. Oh yeah, you no, you're a more, dinosaur. It's in this more industry. than a podcast. We have blogs, and you can subscribe to the weekly email where Kurt puts together a few thoughts, and then you can be able to respond to them. In fact, it's one of the most popular features of Leading Saints. Don't think I don't listen. I listen. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Your support uh, is well appreciated. Sure, but I was a good five years before you, pal. Yep. Yep, yeah. you were there. Yep. You were one of the was, pioneers of the industry, Richie. In fact, I was at, people don't know this, but Kurt Frankham, before he started uh, what was then Leading LDS, Mm -hmm. He uh, gathered like a multi-level marketing meeting at Salt mm -hmm. Lake Community College. It's called marketing, Richie. Yeah, no, it no. was multi-level marketing <laughs> where hey, just he, bring your five friends. That's all I asked. He, he, yeah, he asked us to bring friends, and he put us in a room with mediocre snacks and said, "Oh, come on, I, I'm low casting, budget. I'm casting a vision. Who can get on board, and subsequently, who can get in the downline?" That model didn't work. Then uh, leading LDS was born. And then when the prophet said, hey, we should not call it LDS, it became leading saints. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm great. That's Thankful a trip down memory. for the introduction. Yeah, that was great. You thought I was crazy at the time, but little did you know how groundbreaking. It all well, I, and uh, I have since been eclipsed. People like leadership a whole lot more than they like snark. <laughs> so right? who would have thought? Yeah, well, I would have. If I would have thought for two <laughs> seconds, I would have thought that. But nice. that, that's your jam. If you like anything leadership-oriented, uh, as far as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is, I would push you towards leading, leading saints. Except, you know, when, when Kirk does the same interview that I do or with the same person, I just say, just stay here. Hey, remember that time we both interviewed and released an interview with Whitney Johnson, but yeah. they were completely two different people? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that it was, was great. That was a good time. I was like, wait a minute. It was, oh, it's two different Whitney Johnsons. <laughs> Who was your Whitney Johnson? I can't even remember. Uh, Whitney Johnson, she's a an author uh, back east in Virginia, Latter-day Saint, writes a lot of like business leadership books. So, okay. Yeah. And my Whitney Johnson is in the uh, sports department at uh, Brigham Young University. Yes. Talking about diversity, inclusion, et cetera. <laughs> so, so. Yeah. Yeah. But same name, and so help me, I was very frustrated. And since uh, we don't get a chance to talk it often enough, and since it's recorded so I can make you uh, react in real time and oh you'll know that it won't be edited, two more things, as a matter of fact. One, uh, you also uh, recently-ish acquired This Week in Mormons. Now, I think that's great. Uh, Jeff did a great job. You said, hey, let's let's expand on this. Uh, there, There are a couple of your hosts that you have 
that like to constantly tout that it is the uh, original and that it is the longest <laughs> running. And I, I would, I would contend that that's not the case anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so I mean, change name, of ownership is different. The it, name it, it, is the same. But yes. like, but like, uh, you know, when uh, when Fred Meyer uh, turns into, or you know, when you had when you had Smith's yeah. turn to Kroger or whatever, you know, then you that resets the clock. Is that what Albertsons into Fresh Living? I feel like that's a Fresh Market. Is that what it is? Fresh 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 Living is a TV oh. show. Fresh Market is the store. I just, I I feel like there's a little bit of, um, I. You know, we we learn about how there's no such thing as righteous pride, and I think it's just a little bit of pride uh, on the behalf of these people saying, "Oh yeah, part of the longest running," and they weren't there, <laughs> right? Well, hey, what if, if I mean, what did I buy it exactly then? If I don't get the the longest running brand, well, and uh, to that point, I'd say, yeah, why? <laughs> why did you buy it? <laughs> just did the mainly out of spite of for you. Well, so sure, just, no, just so I could be your direct competitor in yes. the industry. And thank uh, you. It keeps it keeps me better. It keeps Good. me on my toes. On We're coming edge. for you, Richie. We're Constantly, for... I know. Uh, yeah. So check that out. It's a completely yeah. different product that does a lot of the same things. Air quotes. But oh, uh, we do quite a bit different. You want to know what's different, Richie? Tell me what's different. We have exclusive content. Oh, on Patreon, you. sure. That's right. Sure. Mm -hmm. sure. Yep, and never before heard in the, in the public sphere content. Yep. Uh, yep. We'll put some there, and uh, yeah, become a Patreon. And, yep. Uh, yeah, you'll get additional content. Okay. Um, we have international hosts, Rich. Sure. So, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I'm um, biting my tongue. You you we've do got... have international hosts. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, I do. Yep. And it, and I the mean, list goes on. There's not there's not time right now to go through the whole list. Well, and to the and to that point, the international host host is an interesting concept. I'll go that way with you. That is <laughs> I, an interesting concept. Nice. I appreciate you teasing that. Well, so. I just my tongue on the rest of it. Uh, the last thing is, as you know, because I know you listen to this here at the Cultural Hall as well. Of course. Uh, you you probably have heard in some recent-ish episodes where we've talked about uh, life-changing things. Uh, and I want to know something that's changed your life recently. Now, it doesn't have to be these big monumentous, I had to shift this uh, paradigm. You know, I was on a subway and I found out that person's mother. It's nothing like that. It can be that. Uh, but it can also be as simple as like, I uh, I learned that you should vacuum your bathroom before you clean it. And then you get all the hair up and then you it doesn't take as long. Like that's a life changing thing. Is there anything life changing that you um, have uh, purchased, encountered, discovered, realized recently? Uh, life changing. Let me think. Uh, I would say, um, do you do you own a, a pair of sleep headphones, Richie? A pair of sleep. Oh no, no, no! But I love where oh, this yes. is headed. I don't yes, even know yes. what those are. For like uh, less than twenty dollars on Amazon, you mm -hmm. can get this. Uh, it's almost like a, a headband type of thing, and okay. uh, it has you know just your really basic Bluetooth headphones. But they're in this headband that when you sleep on it, you can't feel the headphones. So you put, you put that on on your head, connect to your phone, turn on a little bit of uh, you know ocean waves maybe or. Uh -huh. or just white noise, you know, whatever your flavor is. And uh, oof, that will rock you to sleep. And uh, you can have it go all, all night if you want, or you can have it, you know, turn off if you need. But yeah, it, I, it has increased my quality of sleep significantly. So even you that. sometimes, Richie, will speak me to sleep. Interesting. <laughs> listen to the cultural hall. Interesting. So, yeah. Okay. And they're, they're called out. sleep headphones, is it? Yeah. If you, if you uh, go to Amazon, just look up sleep headphones, you'll, you'll come right up. Listen, we'll put our affiliate link in our show notes and then we can make money off of there you go. suggestion. Uh, I, I love that idea. I have this particular uh, like meditation track that I, whenever mm -hmm. I have an event coming up, I take 15 minutes. I put the one pillow over, you know, my eyelids and then the other one supporting the neck and I listen for 15 minutes. And most of the time I don't fall asleep, but I sure do relax. Yeah. Yeah. Check that's it out. Not, you're, that's not why you're here. You're here. <laughs> Is because, that not? No. Oh no. What else am I supposed to say on here? Oh, shoot. Was there other things? Uh, the Preach My Gospel update uh, has occurred. And I said, hey, Kurt, there's a lot here. I'd prefer not to read it. I'd prefer you to just tell me what we learned that's different with all this. Uh, so without further ado, let us talk about the Preach My Gospel update. 
Yeah. So this is actually how they frame it is the second edition, Richie. So oh. maybe there, there'll there be future editions, a third, a fourth, a fifth. And this is good. I mean, all church content should be evolving in some way, right? Well, As, it is living, Kurt. It is living and breathing, right? Preach my and, gospel. Uh, yep. Preach my gospel. That's right. So, uh, yeah. So on June 22nd, actually my birthday, the church gave me the new second edition of uh, Preach My Gospel. So I'm I'm really honored that they do this. They announced it at, I don't know if you're aware of this, every June at the end of June, they have what's called a mission. They always change the name, the Mission Leader Seminar. Basically, all the new mission presidents go to Provo and gather mm-hmm. with the Quorum of the Twelve and get their marching orders. They also broadcast it to all the currently serving mission presidents. And uh, and they talk missionary work for a, a few days. And one of those announcements was this new edition, the second edition of Preach My Gospel, and it comes with a um, new headline, which is a guide to. Oh my goodness, I don't have this in front of me. A guide to. Oh, here it is. A guide to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, what did it used to say? It used to say a guide to missionary service. Okay. So one approach to this new second edition is that it is uh, targeted more not just for missionaries, though there's a lot of applicable content for missionaries, but it's targeted to the general membership of the church. And uh, so we can all benefit from it. So is this a, uh, do you feel like this is maybe a merging of teaching no greater call and preach my gospel? Do you think that that would be an accurate statement? I would say no. I believe, and this is... I always don't know what's sort of like the old stuff and the new stuff because they keep all the old stuff in the gospel library. So you can actually see the first edition of Preach My Gospel in the library. That seems confusing. Right. And, uh, but I mean, it's clearly marked. So you want to, you should be able to follow. I want to learn old ways of doing this. Right. It's for the hipsters of missionary work. That's right. So I think there's still a teaching section in Preach My Gospel that would have that teaching no greater call. And this is just uh, sharing the gospel, not necessarily teaching the gospel. Okay, okay. So from from the first page, already uh, a greater focus on Jesus Christ. I'm on Mm -hmm. board. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What else? And if you go through, I mean, I looked sort of uh, comparing, you know, the old chapters with the new chapters, and, you know, they they resemble each other for the most part, and uh, similar content, whatnot. They've uh, updated it, let's see, uh, it's as as a great article, LDS Living said, the introduction is more user friendly for members and for the, preparing to serve missions. So there are certain chapters in this new edition that are more member specific rather than missionary specific. Um, there's an importance of making covenants with God, uh, which is, you know, just emphasizing that focus, which I think in the administration of President Nielsen, that has become you know the the covenant path has been emphasized more, I believe. And how, how uh, does it how does it accomplish that? How does it make the importance of making covenants with God a bigger focus? Is it just like no, really, it's really important? No, <laughs> no, no, we mean it a lot. Like how? Right. Any idea on how they are able to shift so, that from like? Because I'm sure it was in there before. I'm sure right. we're talking covenants right, before, right. but now it's like no, really. Well, I think that, like for example, there's a chapter called helping people make and keep. Uh, at the chapter making keep commitments um and then there's just like when they talk about baptism i think they do so in the context of it being um you know this is a beginning of the covenant path rather than just you know this is your entry here okay yeah. okay i support this yes uh, at, at any time is there a, a portion where we say most people believe in a supreme being, even though we may call him by different names. Oh man, we believe. How, how far person. can you go, Richie? Keep going. I, keep going. I mean, what do you got? I, if I had thirty seconds, I'm still here. Review I'm just my battery. <laughs> if I had thirty seconds to review, I a thousand percent could probably do the entire first discussion. Nice. You know what I, we we used to memorize is uh is the Lamb of God. I've watched it in Spanish. <laughs> yeah right yeah all in this hebrew i don't know if it was actual hebrew i, I assume it was but sure. you know subtitled um in some parts so we always used to this is terrible too but i know you're a horrible <laughs> person so i can say this but whenever someone would would say something uh to us not every time but a lot of times you know because because the here was the thing that was cool when you were a missionary when i was a missionary is whoever had the longest 
um, distance from the control unit of your home phone. So you had a wireless home phone. Like that was the um, <laughs> bragging piece in our mission because you had to buy and take your own phone to each location. They didn't have a phone there. That was a response. So every time you were transferred, you'd pack up your phone? Yeah, yeah. Your cordless phone? Yeah, one companion. And so the big like, oh man, you got a 2.3 gigahertz that can go 100 <laughs> yards from your house. That was the big thing uh, uh, within our mission that was like, oh wow, he's... He was able to get 200 yards. Are you kidding me? He can take a call to it. There was that. And anytime anyone would say something to you, like if they'd come up and be mad at you or they'd come up and wonder where you were or whatever. So, so do this and I'll tell you, I'll show you what we did. Go ahead. Role play. What am I doing? Just uh, ask me where I, uh, uh, or tell me, uh, Hey, you, you shouldn't have been doing that thing that you were doing. Go ahead. Hey, Hey, elder Stedman, you're out of line, my friend. You should really check your obedience you shouldn't be doing that sayest thou this thyself or did others tell it thee we would do that all the time oh my goodness oh my goodness and you know i don't know if you uh it's always funny when like um you know you hear from missionaries and they explain like hey we had this thing in our mission where when elders would go home we'd say they died and uh -huh. then you know if your trainer would be your dad and you're like yeah, every mission yeah. in the world from the beginning of time has yep. done that. That's not like something cute your mission did. We all did it, right? We've gone off on a tangent. Now I'm curious. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you took off your name tag and put it in your pocket, not that you ever would, but other oh, elders in your mission, I'm sure. What did you call that? Taking off your name tag. Yeah, so you took off your name hiding tag. It? Yeah, you just sort of put it in your pocket uh, so no one could see it or, you know, um, you were, for whatever reason, you did not want to have your name tag on. You to identify you removing your name from the records richie i don't oh, know oh, wow. <laughs> wow we used to call it deep six deep six oh, deep, <laughs> deep six your name tag guys deep six we didn't do it very often but there were a few times yeah <laughs> it was a it was a better choice that we decided to take that off all right back to the back to the oh, yeah. gospel come back on back to this yeah so um there's a few sections as far as using technology wisely and righteously like what, like what? is that is that when I saw the headline, I felt like that's like, well, missionaries now, total access, for the most part, to the internet. Is this the warning about pornography and other mm -hmm. sites that we should mm -hmm. get into, or is it more than that? No, absolutely. So there is specific mention of uh, of pornography and making sure if, you, if that was a problem before your mission to make sure that you keep it in check. Um, it says the manual shares advice for those who may have struggled with pornography before their call and who may be tempted to fall back into previous patterns. I've actually talked with currently serving mission presidents, and uh, they said this is a, still this is a huge concern. I'm sure uh, it is. You know, pornography, yeah, like yeah. that it needs to be addressed, continue to be addressed, and uh, yeah, it doesn't just go away when you when you <laughs> put on that name tag. Sure. So sure. Okay. Yeah, fascinating as far as that goes too, because I mean, you you think about. Um, you know, 20 years ago, right? Dawn of the internet age, I suppose. And, um, you know, you, you think about, okay, well, you're home and you're, you have access it within your home, but you're, you're not able to, to, uh, view it on the mission, right? Because you're at members houses or at a church mm -hmm. where the access would obviously be blocked or whatever made that a lot easier. Now it's like, Hey, and it's, I mean, it's life sort of in general, but it's, hey, here is a device where now you have to constantly make the choice to not consume this particular thing and to be able to, you know, not only mention it, but say, here are some guidelines, here's some helps, here's some things as you as you walk that path and do the work. I think that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, it needs to be said. So it's in the new second edition for sure. Um, and then they've just supercharged this edition with additional, you know, quotes from general authorities with more scripture references, things like that, you know, making sure that uh, those doctrinally sound references are are prominent. So, so let me ask you, uh, there's there's a section in it that discusses how to extend an invitation to be baptized. And I would imagine that that was probably there prior. What what is what is new or changed or developed or walked out that wasn't there in the, as you said, first edition of Preach My Gospel? Well, I'm glad you asked, Richie. So the first edition, this is how it was worded. Um, will you follow the example of Jesus Christ by baptizing, by being baptized by someone 
holding the priesthood authority of God. We will be holding a baptismal service on insert date. Yep. We will. Will you prepare yourself to be baptized on that date? The new second edition says, will you follow the example of Jesus Christ by being baptized by someone who has been ordained to perform this ordinance? Mm. We will help you prepare for baptism. We believe you can be ready on insert date. Will you prepare to be baptized on that date? So a subtle shift, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, uh, there it is. So. Do you, do you, you, I assume, uh, extended invitations to be baptized. Yeah, I did. Yes. How how uh, went from the first when you were first serving to when you were at the end? How did that shift for you? Hmm. So I'll walk it out. I remember my first invitation to be baptized serving in Euclid, Ohio. It's east side of uh, Cleveland. And I I can distinctly remember I said something, if not exactly, but adjacent to. So if you wouldn't mind or like, I mean. I was wondering maybe if you you wouldn't. I mean, you don't have to. I mean, you do. So to be clear, like you do have to. I mean, you don't have to. Like, I'm not going to take your choice. But like, if you want to, you know. Be with God like you have to, but like you don't have to now. So if you wanted yeah. to, we're going to be, uh, and and I'm sure it went on like that for several minutes. And then the person was like, oh, he asked me a question somewhere in there. Uh, sure. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I guess. Right. Yeah. Did it, were you, were you one that was fearful of that or was it just like spirit will testify? Let's move along. Uh, yeah, no, it was. You know, you you have the words in your mind, and you know. I I remember early on, sort of knowing that there's a specific way to phrase it with the "will you," and uh, and yeah, it's, it was so easy to get tripped up over those words because you're like, "Here I go, right? yeah. I'm gonna change your life with this invitation. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say no, please." And uh, and then by the end, I think you know, by the end of my mission is when the first edition of Preach My Gospel was released, where we could um, obviously the phrasing was still important, but mm-hmm. it was I think the with the discussions, it wasn't a discussion two that you would typically extend the invitation well, to baptism. One, if you were prompted, but two, certainly right. was the biggie. Right. If yep. you were, a, if you're a baller and you want yep. to go for <laughs> discussion one and be like, watch this greenie. If you, oh. needed, if you needed the numbers to represent invitations, <laughs> because we don't care about oh numbers, we just track them. No, we don't. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no. Yep. Couldn't couldn't care less, Richie. Yeah, numbers. No. But hey, you know, I'm going to call you every night just yeah. to get those numbers. <laughs> No, but we don't care. To be clear, Mm -mm. we don't care. Uh, But also, what were the numbers? (laughs) Hypothetically speaking, yeah, there were numbers. Yeah, Mm -hmm. if there were, what would they be? Uh, And then uh, let's see. And then we just sort of get to the references, which you sort of alluded to. But there's some Mm -hmm. a little bit more meat to that. Oh, is there? Isn't there? I I mean, what did you find? I didn't. I mean, they're just more. Because there's, uh, it's not only scriptures and like rooted in the doctrine that we say, hey, here's a scripture for this and there's a this. It, it's also uh, words of living prophets and apostles. Yes. Oh, yes, uh, yes, yes. And so I think that's significant. Mm-hmm. And then also uh, it is far more, I thought, um, like, uh, hey, let, let the spirit guide, let the spirit direct, the spirit will confirm this to you. And I think for, for a while it was... Um, not intentionally, but I think for a while it was a little bit of like, you'll know and then you do. And mm-hmm. I think there's m- much more of an emphasis on like, let the spirit guide you as you do this. And the yeah. spirit will be with you and continue to be with you and can be a partner, a friend, a guide, an advocate to be able to walk along the path with you. Because I think so many people find the church, are taught the gospel, baptized, and then we kind of do this, uh, the missionaries, you know, move away, get transferred away, their best friend that was in the ward, whatever. And then what? And I think right. that, that that to me was probably the overarching thing that this uh, this second edition of Preach My Gospel taught me is that it's like, yeah, teach them to follow, live, and learn by the Spirit. And if you can secure that, man, you got it. Yeah. Rather than just go through the motions of the lessons and get to the baptismal date, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, great new second edition. And the printed versions will be out uh, most likely by the end of the year. You'll see them pop up in your your favorite uh, church bookstore. And, uh, 
yeah, so you can grab a copy then. But until then, we have our Gospel Library app that has all the updates there. Start marking, tagging, highlighting. Are, are you a person who likes to get the print copy and make the written notes? Uh, no, I'll probably get one just to have a visual reference. I'm, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm all team uh, Gospel Library. So okay, okay. Love my tags and my notes in there. So it's good stuff. With uh, the first edition, I got myself the uh, paper copy and did the notes in the side. Ooh. I like it. It helps uh -huh. me to focus. So I, I appreciate that aspect of it. Um, Curtis Prankham from Leading Saints, used to be Leading LDS, and then before that was a multi-level marketing scheme. Uh, <laughs> I hope that this episode... Oh, no, I remember the one more thing I was going to say. Okay, okay, uh, let's hear it. Does the second edition come with cassette tapes that allow us... <laughs> opportunities to workshop i please bless mm, actually they're uh mp3 downloadables that you can yep. also get on cd but yep. uh perfect no. laser disc no. no but if there if there was a group uh you know uh, out there that like the culture hall that could create those in maybe more modern day uh you know contexts that would be that would be uh worth worth offering to an audience so. for people who don't know for about what 25 years when it was the missionary guide the yes. old purple dinosaur is what we called it in our mission, came with three cassette tapes, which elders in my mission inevitably figured out how to record over and then put, you know, some other something on it. And a cassette tape kid, ask your parents. Um, but it would be examples. I think I've mentioned this before, but it's worth mentioning again. It's like the Ortega family has stepped into church and you'd like to extend them an invitation to be baptized. Do you? A help them to feel the spirit and recognize the commitment that they would be making by entering the waters of baptism. B, shame them into recognizing all of the <laughs> sins of the world that they have felt upon their shoulders and those that have gone before them. Or C, not even talk to them, ignore them and pretend that they're not even there. And then you're supposed to be doing this in the wee hours of the morning with right. your companion and be like... In a groggy state. Yeah. Right? Okay. So which is it? Is it A, B, or C? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and they'd even like have uh, dr dramatizations, right, of conversations yes. on there. Yes. Yeah. Then you could, yeah. then you could press press play and listen to how the proper uh, elder took care of it. I wonder, are those on YouTube somewhere? Has anybody oh, captured those recordings? They've got to be. They've uh, got to be. I did notice that on Amazon, you can get a used missionary guide for about twenty bucks, paperback. They'll mail it to you. So perfect. I've still got mine. <laughs> oh, you do? I, yeah. I, I have no idea. Where mine went. There's also, did your, in your mission, they use the letters of the subtitle because there's about 23, 24 letters or something. And so those, you would cross them out with each month you'd, oh, I don't, you'd get may, there. May, maybe. Yeah. I don't, a, I don't remember that part. Okay. Well, that was, remember that part. No. but uh, one last thing because, you know, we've meandered all over everything today as okay. is often when Kurt and I get together. Uh, do, do you have a bunch of stuff still from your mission? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and do you yeah. have the inability to get rid of it like I do? Oh yeah, there's a. I have my missionary bag with uh -huh. the with my discussions in them. Yes. Uh, my little uh, I had a little like uh, fabric envelope that I'd keep like visual aids in and things. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's those are going to my great grandkids, and they better yeah. not throw them away. Yeah. So. Yeah. Here's here is the thing about it. It's funny how there's some stuff that's sort of stigmatized about that for me. Like I have, and I I didn't recognize this about myself till I served my mission. I have uh, Doc Martens and the heel because of how I walk. Uh -huh. Like it is a good solid forty five degree angle on the back of that heel on both heels. I don't wear them. I'll never wear those shoes in in, in the bin. I've got to get a missionary bag. That the strap is broken and the inside is worn out because I wore it literally every day. Yeah. Can't get rid of it. The yep, missionary my, discussions, which we don't use anymore. In the that, white, the white handbook, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got it all. But mm -hmm. but my white handbook, uh precious. Because <laughs> okay. Uh, and I can't remember which I could remember. I think it was like Ashley Simpson or Britney Spears or someone. I, uh -huh. I, I don't think it was Britney the heartthrob of the time, but the it was somebody, someone like that. So we were uh, out tracting and we came upon a Buca de Beppo in some west side of Cleveland town. And they had this ginormous tour bus 
for whoever this was, right? Uh-huh. I actually should look this up. I'm sure it's someone that we actually know because it was a big deal. And uh, my companion and I, we waited in line to get a photo. Uh, you had nothing photograph. better to do, Richie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, we were using the opportunity to talk to people. Oh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't... It doesn't it doesn't have to be the way that it looks for everyone else. Okay, all right. Hey, no judgment here. To be able to preach my gospel second edition. <laughs> so we waited in line. We get the picture with her. And then I had her sign the page with the rule about the opposite sex. So <laughs> across the rule, okay. the opposite sex in silver Sharpie, it's whomever this person is. All right. You got We need a picture of that. Yeah. Uh, to go I, along with this episode. I found, so. the, I found the picture of her. But I couldn't tell who it was. But I do have the signature as well. So it might be Taylor or, Swift for all we know. It's, it is not Taylor Swift. Yeah, she was probably too young at that yeah. point. Um, uh, uh, Donnie could... and Marie or something. Yeah, yeah. Or Marie Osmond. Enough for it to be Donnie and Marie. Um, Thanks. Yeah. You went. You were literally Dolly Parton. It yeah, was probably we're, Dolly Parton. That we're was done. <laughs> I hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. And if you. Uh... Don't feel well this week and can't listen that you'll listen next week. And that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast. We'll be saving a seat for you. On the back row of of the, the cultural, cultural hall. hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat. On the back row, we really gotta go on the cultural hall show.